Welcome to the Trends and Tangents podcast by Holler Magazine. I'm the editor-in-chief, Ksenia Edwards, and I'm joined today by creative director Joshua Davies. Tash isn't with us today. She's got a week off. So how are you doing, Josh? I am good. Um, is it kind of sunny out today? A little bit. Maybe I'll spend some time outside, but same old, same old lock, lockdown routine. How about you? Oh. I know, Sam, I'm so over it. It's freezing downtown here, so I don't know where you are, but... I mean, it just looks sunny. really sunny. I literally haven't been outside yet today, so I don't know if it's any good, but it looks nice. Twitter's yeah. always talking about Elon, and he's obviously hosting SNL this weekend. I wonder what their um, numbers were. Like, he had a lot of backlash for some reason, which I don't understand why people were super against it. I know some of the cast wasn't too happy about it. I'm not really sure what their stance on it was. I am out of the Elon loop. I feel like I get all my Elon information from you. Twitter, and I follow him because of the stonks. I love the Mars stuff, though. And uh, yeah, definitely all the e-coin information yeah i think he's pretty like brilliant you know who can argue that on snl he says he's has asperger's which Mm -hmm. i don't think has been really like vocalized by him before isn't asperger's i don't want to misspeak because i don't know that much about it but isn't usually people who are considered that genius level might be on the spectrum i think definitely it's it's kind of like a common finding I'm not really too sure exactly all the nitty gritty of it either, but I mean, it's cool for him to just go right on TV and just come out and say it. To stigmatize it. Like, I think there's probably kids, if kids are watching that and seeing, it's like, you know, it's crazy. Everything in society is labeled. So I'm not really sure of what the symptoms or what the characteristics of Asperger's are, but if you're considered like a genius and then that's what you're labeled as, how do they decide that i think it has something to do with just the amount of like focus or attention that you are able to give certain things people who have asperger's become very very focused on certain things and develop great knowledge about those things and i think just combining maybe that with just the type of person he is the things that he is interested in did you ever watch that show atypical i think it was a netflix show I didn't watch it. I've watched so many random small sitcom shows, I think, this year. I'm definitely the person that likes background stuff while I'm working. Yeah. And I used to always just be like, all right, throw the office on in the background. But <laughs> you can only watch The Office so many times. So I mean, I've not enough a, times. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a couple more background shows to my mix. I think I powered through New Girl and Brooklyn Nine-Nine were also good background shows. I just started a new season of Hammy's Tale. Have you ever watched it? No, you've told me probably more than anything to watch it, but I haven't. I should watch it because I know that I'll get super into it. I know that the world that it is built or set in is something I think is like intriguing. Yeah, you love that dystopian I love that stuff, dystopian. no? Yeah, I do need to start watching it. I think what's been like holding me back from starting it is knowing that it's going to be like a binge. I haven't decided that I have that much time for me to say I can't stop watching these episodes. How many seasons are there? Uh, The fourth just came out. So actually, I binged that all weekend, the first four episodes. I love streaming because you can watch everything like all at once. But with something like this, I got so into it and I have to wait till Wednesday for the next episode. Like a little bit upset about that. It's kind of like a mixed blessing and a curse, I think, because... Sometimes I'll over binge on a show. Like I still to this day haven't watched the last season of Breaking Bad because I binged the whole series, got to the last season, was just like exhausted by it almost. I needed a break and then I just still haven't come back to finish it. But I think that some series are too long. In my opinion, four seasons is the prime amount of seasons. 
I hate a series that goes on forever. And then like, there's always the middle kind of part where you're like, this season sucks. Like Suits, for example. Love Suits in the beginning. Yeah, I got I over just, it. O- only so many times can I be worried about him getting like, caught by Harvard or whoever. Like, uh Yeah, but then there's like shows that are really good and then you just don't want it to ever end. I feel like that with Mr. Robot. I was like, this show could go on forever, but I'm happy it ended because in my mind, it's perfect. I need to watch it. I don't know how I used to, speaking on like the binge topic, I did that with Breaking Bad and Sons of Anarchy, which I think are two heavy topic Mm -hmm. shows to binge. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to think back to what my like mental health state was. (laughs) We've talked a lot about shows we've watched, but what products that you've found in quarantine? TikTok is literally my yeah, recommendation platform, I guess. It's- is that the new version of influencer marketing is not influencers? Yeah. Well, yeah, if I know they're not trying to sell anything and they're literally just like, oh, look, I tried this and my skin's amazing. And then you look at their account, they don't have a lot of followers, but this one video blew up. You're like, okay, that seems genuine. Like she's mm-hmm. not an influencer paid to plug products. She doesn't have that many followers. So that's how I got into my whole chlorophyll tip lately. To be honest, like I've been doing some research and I don't know the extent of how effective it actually is. Like it's not harmful, obviously, but like it's the stuff in plants that make them green. Right. So the idea is it's supposed to help oxygenate your body and therefore it leads to clean skin and it's got like a bunch of minerals in it. I've been taking it. I feel like energetic, but I also started taking black seed oil. So I don't know if it's that. There's this other one. It's like this, I love how it's all beauty stuff, but there's this collagen, liquid collagen that everyone keeps plugging. But now I'm starting to be suspicious because I looked at it and it's like $180 or something for this bottle of liquid collagen. What makes it so great and different? So I'm going to investigate that one a little bit more. Correct me if I'm very wrong, and I might be. Collagen is something that your body naturally produces, but then it stops producing around the age of 25. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be good for like your joints, connective Mm -hmm. tissues, but yeah, also to keep your skin, hair, nails. I think skincare is the new like big trend that people learn this year, like living at home, taking a bit more time in the morning, not getting up 10 minutes before they have to leave the door. A little morning routine feels nice. Not one size fits all though, because I've tried products. Sometimes I'll get products sent to me and like, Vitamin C serum, for instance, was a big thing, revolutionizing skincare. Like it has to be part of your routine. So I start using it. My skin started getting worse. First of all, this is supposed to make me beautiful. Why am I breaking out right now? It could be the mask wearing too. So I stopped like literally this week and I went back to my old moisturizer, like an overnight mask that I used to use just to take a break. And my skin's like getting a hundred times better. People need to put disclaimers. It's not one yeah. size fits all. <laughs> now that I've got more into the grooming and skincare type stuff. I would be curious to go and try the machine that like tells you exact components of your skin and what your skin needs. Yeah, I think Hamam Spa was Oh, is that? that. I think everything's moving towards customization. So mm-hmm. that's going to be the next big thing. That's why people are also moving away from even fast fashion and towards thrifting and this and that because yeah. you want more like unique pieces custom to you almost. It's like not... A one-size-fits-all solution for everything. I think the overall, especially in a younger generation, is starting to get and care more about, like, fashion and skincare beauty. Like, I I don't think fashion has ever been as forward and prevalent as it is today, probably mainly thanks to TikTok, honestly. I think I've talked about why I love TikTok as a platform, too, before. But, like, people really, like, show their personalities more. Like, the same influencers, let's say, on Instagram that have this picture-perfect look on Instagram are doing these very like raw TikToks, like making fun of themselves, showing them with no makeup, no hair, just like whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not as like it's curated, but it's a little bit more raw in that sense. 
2020 was the first year that video games were like the most purchased form of entertainment. But like more than books, more than movies, there was a huge, huge blowout number. There always seems to be these like massive storytelling jumps, like when film first came out. And then it seemed like VR maybe was going to be one, but it kind of, I think, was too niche. And I'm curious to see if video games will sort of take on that new major AAA storytelling sort of format as long as people kind of try it out or test it out. But I think there's been a large... I was just going to say how they're like Apple's building the goggles and how the idea is supposed to be that you can try on clothing at home. Like you go on, let's say like a Zara or whatever, and then you stand in front of a mirror and you can try on the size and like put in your measurements and then you put, you can actually virtually try things on, which I think is really cool because it looks different a lot of the time. And online shopping is obviously how a lot of people are shopping now. I would love hate with online shopping. Me too. I, it's convenient. I don't have to like go and, and interact, but I'm not great at knowing my sizes. I should be better. Maybe I need to like take out a measuring tape or something, but I just, <laughs> I hate that. Um, and I hate the process of returning stuff through online shopping. That's, that's the part that gets me. It's like wasteful. Like when I clean out my closet, sometimes I'm like, Oh shit. I was supposed to return that when the store reopened after the last lockdown. And now the 30 day period's up and all the stores are closed again. It becomes like a whole thing. Yeah. And then I just donate it. I'm like, well, that's a waste of money and whatever. I guess it's good. Someone can wear something new that I donate it to. But other than that, I'm kind of like, ah, probably should uh, be more mindful with what I buy online. You know how Elon Musk just to really jump back to that yeah. starting topic <laughs> thought. I'm like, speaking of Elon, like nothing to do with him. Speaking 20 minutes but- ago about Elon. <laughs> Just, I just thought back to just where the world's headed, VR, this and that, like, and his whole idea of putting humans on Mars. I watched a video this morning about the, um, I think it's called Ingenuity, which is the little helicopter that they have on Mars now. Yeah. And they were just talking about, like, first of all, why did they spend all this money to put a little, like, RC remote control helicopter on Mars? And they were just talking about part of it is just to like prove that we can. I guess when they sent that, they put a piece of the wing from the Flight Brothers first aircraft on this first aircraft that's going to fly on Mars, like an aircraft oh. on planet. Mm. Just kind of a cool little like nod. 1907, maybe that the Wright brothers took off. So just over 100 years later, 100 wow. years later. Yeah. Crazy how far we've advanced in that sort of, you know, from. It's the, crazy. The Wright brothers to the moon to Mars right after. But I think that, that you know, a lot of the tests were done to f- kind of figure out if, okay, would it be possible to have these like flying robots to help us once we're there, you know, help us travel around Mars? Like, yes, okay, mm. we can. <laughs> I don't know how long, how far away that is, but I think it has to be something. Obviously, they're talking about why else would we go in there. I really don't know where we're headed, what's going to happen. I've read, it was a headline, so I didn't actually read the article, but like millennials are the first generation that won't have to die or something. Yeah, I don't know. Google that. I was like, wait, so what happens? You just like. After the time you're supposed to die, they send you to Mars. You've expired. You're going to Mars now. Um, The whole idea of consciousness. So anyway, I got on this whole tangent this weekend, Googling like the idea of energy and the mind and consciousness and metaphysics and this and that. And it's almost like science that I was able to find hasn't really proven what the consciousness stems from. No, people are trying to look up. I like to think about stuff for work while I'm going running because it's like, I totally in that moment or runner's high, whatever you want to call it, feel the separation of like consciousness to my body in the sense like my body will keep running. Once I'm kind of in like a good thought train, 
I don't really feel like I'm getting tired. It's just like so distracting. It's so weird that we're talking to this. This popped in my head like right before we called. I think keeping humans alive forever, does that take away from like the meaning of life? Yeah, I don't know. Oh my God, is that going to be us, the millennials? I don't want to be, I don't want to be there. I want to be like somewhere between not having to worry about being super, super, super old. I don't want to get to the point where we can stay alive so long that I'm super old living, but I'm not like, a, you know, like doing anything. Yeah, but unless so, they like by then invent like time travel. And like I'm, in, can a, like I'm go. in a mech and I'm just walking around <laughs> as this old dude. <laughs> Imagine though how much life experience you would have. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Even know. if you kept everyone alive around, you'd be sick of everyone like that. Yeah, I'm moving. <laughs> I don't even answer half my messages and calls now. What the hell am I going to do in 200 years? I'm going to be like, please. Yeah. What are my Bitcoins going to be worth in 200 years? That's wow. I'm worried about. Do you ever have moments where you have like self-awareness almost in, I don't know how to describe it, but I'll have this weird sense of self-awareness sometimes where I'm like, oh. I don't know if it's when I'm thinking about it too deeply, but it'll come at random moments. Then I'm like, wait, it's too complicated of a topic for me. I just try not to think about it too much. Otherwise, it's like existential crisis and my aura ring tracks a very bad sleep at night. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. Like, I'll slip into these like random thoughts where all of a sudden you really start to like think about like, what, what, what like not only like, what am I doing here? Like, what am I just yeah. in general? Like, it, this like collection of particles that slam together and then electricity that fires off thoughts where is any of that coming from yeah it's bonkers it can really like you can go down that rabbit hole and you won't sleep for weeks if you really think about it i think we both agree that we're not alone in the universe right like we both believe yeah i think it's ignorant to think that we are just because why wouldn't there be if there's us and we've proven there's other planets and universe and solar system and whatever like why wouldn't there be other forms of life and not to mention all these guys that are now like used to work in like the cia department or whatever coming out and be like yeah there's ufos there's aliens, humans just aren't ready. I want to get into that document that like uh, psychic meditation, teleportation. CIA oh, that CIA thing. one. Yeah. I actually got a lot of people onto that. It's interesting. It makes sense. Like at the end of the day, what it says is everything is energy. And if you can learn to master your energy, that in itself can make you like, I guess the word is manifest. But I kind of don't like that word because I think a lot of the implications around manifestations that I don't think you can just will things to happen. I think there's a combination of things that almost seem like you're willing it to happen, but there's other things at play here. I totally agree. Like the amount of stuff that I'm like, that's such a weird coincidence. A lot of it's actually been at work with us. And it's like, it's so weird that we're doing these things or talking about to these people when like five years ago or three years ago, whatever time before is like stuff that I either on my own had thought about wanted to do, or we've talked about, it just seems like there's so much like full circle-ness that it has Yeah, and I think it is because the intention does start like the manifestation, if you want to call it that starts with a thought, right? You start thinking about something you really want. Then what naturally do you start doing? You start putting energy towards things that are going to achieve that thought. Hmm. So I think even okay, simple example, when we want to Jeezy on the cover it just started with a thought because we saw him perform at Sundance and I was like oh he could be maybe a cool cover that we could shoot at the time and then it was like so what happened then I started putting my energy towards reaching out to the people that I knew were in his circles the timing the album everything just started aligning but if I hadn't taken any steps towards that probably wouldn't have happened you know what my biggest weakness is in terms of like that type of stuff is I get so good at the or I spend so much time like with the thought 
And then I'm such a perfectionist when it comes to the execution that I end up not wanting to start because I'm so worried that it won't be up to how I'm picturing it. That is like, for me, my biggest hurdle. So I can like, I gotta, relate to that. <laughs> yeah, I think just got to get better at my uh, actioning, as you would say, I, I guess. I think that's the biggest flaw of creative people a lot of the time is that you do strive for perfection. And a lot of the time you're worried that it's not going to match up to the vision that you had. So you just don't do it. Whereas I think what really needs to happen is you just have to do it. And then if it's not good enough, just do it again and keep getting better and keep revisiting it. I know I've always wanted to write like a fiction book. So, or like a screenplay or something, but like, I think about it. I'm like, this would be a great idea. And then do you think I act on it? No. Cause then I'm like, Oh gosh, it's so daunting to like sit and actually write write a screenplay. Would you write, do you think you would write a TV series or a movie if you were going to write one? I think a movie, I feel like a TV series is too many moving parts and then you have to like change it all the time and just, I don't know. I feel like a movie script that comes full circle within like like the one script, but it's hard. I did a screenwriting course at Oxford when I did that summer program and the professor was like a famous like playwright from Scotland. So I had to write the start of a screenplay basically in that course. And I had to like read it to everyone. What was yours about? (laughs) It was was actually funny. Everyone was laughing, but like, it was basically about, I kind of do drama. Clearly I ended up writing about this woman who was loosely based on one of my friends that I know. (laughs) And (laughs) she basically walks into, it's like a wrong place, wrong time situation where like she walks into this like restaurant and there's like these gangsters there and they think it's kind of like a take on spy, I guess would be now if I had to compare it to something, but like the whole, like making fun of like the spy genre kind of thing. Anyway, it's a case of mistaken identity and they think she's this like Kung Fu killer, even though she's not, she was just going to so this lady. restaurant to literally eat whatever. I forget what I wrote into the script. And then she gets ushered into this back room and then it unfolds. And it's just like a case of miscommunication. So that's what it was. I didn't really sell it that well. That was wow. kind of like, failed that course now. <laughs> I'll buy a ticket no. to that, that yeah. movie. I mean, it's, it sounds better than I just made it sound. Okay, it was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever try and get back into it just as like a creative exercise or... Not enough time in the day nowadays. Not that screenplay. I feel like my, <laughs> that was four years ago. I probably look back at that now like, no, what are you doing here? Yeah. It is funny I to don't look know. back at stuff. Even like if you were proud of the time or you weren't, whatever, and look at it like years later as you've sort of honed your craft more. And You only know what you've achieved so far. So you think it's brilliant at the time. Yeah. And then you look back four years later, five years, and then you cringe. I love looking back at, or don't love, I hate it, but it's fun to look back at graphic design work I did in high school and just think like. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, so <laughs> I was like doing the most basic stuff and I was like, I'm a freaking pro. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, God. Yeah. So funny. Well, that's good. That means there's growth happening here. Yeah, I guess so. So. <laughs> Are there any other um, creative skills that you would want to try and pick up? Well, I mean, you've, you've on our phone calls, you've been hearing my plucking away at the guitar. So that's been a big one. I've spent like a lot of time this year on my goal is to spend an hour a day. That was my goal. Like at the start of the year, I definitely haven't been doing an hour a day, but once in a while I'll get like three hours in. So, you know, it's hit or miss. That's really good. I'm in this weird limbo stage where I'm good enough now. I'm like, I can play and do some stuff and I, but I can only play like four songs. 
like spent time learning a skill not just learn like a pattern and I don't want to do that I don't want to actually sit and like force myself to do like the fundamentals but why well then just St. Vincent it up and just uh, <laughs> yeah seriously. go for it <laughs> Give me the your little recap Same. on talking to St. Vincent because I'm jealous. Um, I love Annie Clark. <laughs> she's Did she amazing. ask you to go by? Because I've seen other interviews where people say, hey, St. Vincent. She's like, oh, just call me Annie. Did I she... just called her Annie just like off the bat just because that's how her name is when she joined the Zoom as well. Right. Like it wasn't. And I know it's like, you know, her yeah. persona. Fair, I always fair. wonder actually this is another tangent I'm going on, but do celebrities like Lady Gaga, like how do the people in their circles address them? Cause I would just be like, Hey Gaga, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. Or like Jeezy. I'm like Jeezy. I don't call him Gerald. Yeah, Gerald. Like that's weird. Like who's Gerald. He doesn't even look like a Gerald to me. <laughs> like, is it more weird to hear your stage name or your real name now? Probably depends on the setting. Yeah, I used to be, when I was growing up in Australia, no one could say my name, so they'd just call me Kez, but that's, in Australia, everyone gets Kez or Shaza or Daza or, like, whatever, so they'd call me Keza or Kez, and, like, that was just what I would answer to, because, well, you know, when people attempt my first name, it usually doesn't go well. (laughs) Do you think that creating the sort of character pseudonames, for example, St. Vincent, but for you personally, do you think that would give you more, like, a feeling of creative freedom, like, okay, I can do the stuff I want, but not have to worry about what people are going to think about the work or like, I'm just curious if that's, I guess the reason why she did it. Yeah. I asked her about that and she said it definitely helped like when she was younger, but now it's like the two go hand in hand. She doesn't differentiate between who Annie Clark is and who St. Vincent is. It's like, it's Mm. just one and the same. Did I have, I ever told you the story about when my job I had before I worked here, I was like working in the back of a warehouse and we had this UPS delivery driver who was just not a nice guy. And one time my boss is trying to get his name, you know, just ask him like, what's your name? I, I just want to talk to your supervisor. And uh, yeah. the dude like straight up. So we're in the back room warehouse and the dude's like, look like, oh, you want my name? You want my name? And he's kind of scanning the room. And all of a sudden he goes, my name's AC. And then like leaves. And my boss is like, that's such a weird name, AC. And then I kind of was standing behind her and I like looked up like behind whatever he was like, looking at. And the big AC unit is hanging above me. I love it because I've never experienced, it's like such a movie moment where someone scans the room, like my name's window monitor, but it totally worked yeah. for him. AC. <laughs> oh my God. That's like in Bridesmaids when Kristen Wiig is in bed with John Hamm and she's like, well, I already have a date to the wedding. It's like, oh really? Who are you going with? She's like, George. And he's like, George what? And she's got like a glass in her hand. She's like, George glass. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's really funny that you witnessed that. Have you had any personal like moments that you can remember that you're like, I got to keep this one because that was so, that was so funny. I can't forget it or it it needs Uh, to be a story for me. I have been writing them down in my notes, especially when I was younger. I used to do it all the time because I wanted to, like I was writing dating stuff, whatever. I used to write. So I actually should go back and look because I think there's some funny stuff in there. The like, especially in our, when we were kids, like that generation, when the internet wasn't like really a thing, like we didn't grow up with it until we were probably, you know, like, um, I I think maybe I was like 12 when I had like a computer in the house, but um, just how much stuff that we as a generation and generations before us, like did everyone knew the rules and did these things, even though no, like, I just don't understand how this information was shared. So thing I remember is like video game cartridges, like playing Nintendo or Game Boy, it literally said on them, like, do not blow into these. But every kid knew if it's not working, just blow into it and it starts. 
how did that information spread like across the world like like people in japan were blowing on cartridges while i was too like how did that how did that just i was in australia doing it yeah and there's got to be more instances of things like that where it's like just the shared human experience that everyone does no one communicated about but we all did it do you think it's just like a natural reaction you just assume like you see dust or whatever so it's not even like talked about you just human nature just tells you to do that if something's stuck you just go like this so if something but then there's weird ones or i don't know if this is gonna be like a super niche example but i saw someone else talk about this thing and i was like i do that too or did like when i was a kid i would always like stand in the shower and waste so much water and like do the thing where you like sit and let as much water pool up in your arms as can and then just drop it and just do that like five or six times thousands of other people that were like oh yeah i'd always go in the shower and do that just this thing there's so many people on the planet no matter what you do there's probably many people that do it too that's the whole thing now that's yeah true like i bet you you think you're so unique and sometimes and like whatever and then you're like stumble across the subreddit and you're like oh there's like a whole community of weirdos doing this too (laughs) that's it for trends and tangents this week join us next week thanks bye (laughs) Bye. <laughs> <laughs>